Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. Uh, do you want to use video or not? We can turn it off. So I'm fine with video, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, if, if it slows down, actually, my internet's slow. I'm going to stop my cam. Uh, okay. Maybe we should stop cam. Sorry. Anyway, so William Ramsey Investigates. I have a very special guest, Tom Millery. We've done so many shows. Our most recent show was one of my most listened to show. That was a two-hour analysis of the movie Fight Club. So I recommend people go check that out. And also at the beginning of Fight Club, you can listen to the many other shows or the references to like, I think the seven or eight shows we've already done in the past. But he reached out to me. We've done an analysis of Sheeran. It's kind of this curious background. He said he had a part two and he sent me the audio that he did for, I think his Patreons or subscribers over at PSYOP Cinema. So I listened to that. There's a lot more to the Sheeran story than what we talked about last time. And in the interim between our last show and this show, which is taking place on April 7th, Good Friday, uh, a video of Ed Sheeran came out with just very strange kind of narrative. Very On the surface, just a nice, uh, pleasant pop song to listen to. But the symbolism in the video, to me, was like very shocking. And that video is eyes closed. So you can go listen to that. Maybe I'll play some of it during this uh, presentation. But uh, there's a lot to talk about. So, Tom, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back, William. That Fight Club episode that we did not too long ago was a really fun one. And uh, the original Ed Sheeran uh, episode that we did together is one of my favorite things that I've uh, ever done with Psy Cinema content. And uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to be able to just talk about some of the other, other Sheeran material. Like you had said, I had gone, gone over some of that uh, with my with my patrons. You put on the Cinema Patreon, uh, but... Uh, I, I really hope if people are listening to this that they've heard or if they haven't, that they look up that ori original Ed Sheeran episode that we did on here on your show where we talked about Sheeran and Bring Me the Horizon and Cradle of Filth because that really puts together some of the, the crucial pieces for understanding why Sheeran is so dark and so significant and why it's not a stretch at all uh, to think that there are maybe some specific connections to Order of Nine Angles symbolism and stuff like that. So uh, these videos that we're going to be talking about here uh, I think are really creepy and uh, have a lot of the, the symbolological significance to them that people are going to recognize in your audience or my audience, but it's much more striking within the context of some of these things that we've already talked about, about the, the weird chapel on his Suffolk estate with the, the crypt underneath and some of these other things about his family and, and uh, the bad habits music video. So just want to say up front, all of this is a continuation of stuff that we've already talked about. Right. So there's a lot of stuff people can go back. I'll try to put a link in the show notes to the first one we did on Sheeran. But there's a lot that's going on. Like there's things that you've looked into. I didn't know about Justin Bieber. These are very popular half a billion downloads just on the YouTube alone. So these are this is like a global exposure of these kind of concepts and symbols. It really is remarkable. Right. Right. I mean, that's the thing that uh, always really strikes me when I think about the Sheeran materials, just how ubiquitous the celebrity of this guy is. This is one of the most famous musicians in the world. And every time I talk about him, I make this point, but the fact that there are such hyper-specific um, uh, manifestations of symbolism related to kind of 09A Satanism or, uh, or even more prevalently perhaps a monarch style mind control programming. It's just, it's, it's, it's really chilling just because he's so people either normies might just think of him as just one of the main pop stars that they'll hear music from a lot or people uh, or people who are in the conspiracy world will just kind of dismiss him as this really boring milk toast guy with bad music, which he is. But I mean, the fact that someone, yeah, it's just someone with this kind of platform has the kind of content that we're talking about. I think there's a lot to be said about, um, about a celebrity in particular. And that's a big theme. Uh, that works in with some of the ideas about culture engineering that we talk about on PSYOP Cinema all the time is just the, the entertainment industry manufacturing uh, obsession uh, with, with the, the idea of celebrity and fame and all of these things and getting into these loops of, of thinking about uh, thinking about obsession with the obsession with the obsession and that and that kind of feedback. So that might get we can get into some of Ed Sheeran's videos or songs that um, uh, that that pick up on those themes more particularly. But I guess I, I think that that's something important to put out there is just the, the manufactured and synthetic nature of a life like Ed Sheeran's and just the way that people are hypnotized uh, into just finding, uh, in, into just being into the idea of fame itself or celebrity itself having this power, I think is, um, 
is a very important context for the more particular mind control uh, symbols that we'll be picking up on. Right. I, I totally agree with that. And that's another show we can do is just the nature of celebrity, the nature of culture creation and where some of these individuals come from and why some people don't get ahead and some people are put in the front. And that may be the whole thing about Ed Sheeran, because on the surface, these are just kind of pleasant songs. Like I find myself enjoying listening to his music and then these videos, it's like super dark. Like I, I know these symbols. I know kind of what at least he's uh, implying in some of these videos, especially eyes closed. It's incredible, but uh, maybe, yeah, let's go over some specific things you talked about in your uh, Patreon episode. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. So let's see. That's a good video to, to start with. Um, perhaps we can think about the one that he did with um, the video that he did with Travis Scott, antisocial. I don't know if you watched that one yet, but, um, yeah, let's do that. but yeah. That one, uh, that, that one is a good one to, to think about just because uh, people might be familiar with, uh, with Travis Scott from, um, and really creepy components to his career and performances and things like that with uh, the Houston Astroworld. You basically mass human sacrifice ritual uh, from, from the other year and um, don't really have time to get into everything that happened there or all the things about Scott himself, but I find him to be a very sinister figure that people might be familiar with in terms of esoteric analysis of, of pop culture stuff. But he did this video in um, 2019. Uh, he did this video in 2019 with Sheeran, which, um, yeah, I don't know if you just want to start playing it and we can look at some things. Or you want me to, to talk about some of the lyrics and stuff first, or how, how, how do you want to go about this, William? Well, I will tell people that I did a full episode on the whole Travis Scott fiasco. Um, that happened, I think it was outside of Houston or at Houston. And yeah. I mean, there's just so much occult symbolism there and things going on and mind control sounds and strange things and what really happened. And uh, even just the stage with the antic, like, I mean, it had the full upside down cross. It was an upside down cross. So people can listen to that. I did that for Mysterious Radio. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. So yeah. That's just so important just because do people know what kind of a person Scott is it won't be uh, at all surprising to think about when he and Sheeran come together that you're going to have um, some some really weird stuff. And yeah, this this video, um, I'll say. So there's not too much. So you have you know, at the start there the kind of Jim Carrey mask uh, bug out shot with Sheeran. But the thing is, like this whole thing, it's all um, it's, it's it's basically all movie references, uh, or it's there. There's some weird surrealism in itself that's not particularly pop culture references. But a lot of it, but a lot of it is that. So there you have Sheeran as a mental patient. So that's pretty significant, obviously. You have this weird shot of him in this office with a robot, and I really don't know what's going on there. But a lot of what uh, what uh, Travis Scott and Ed Sheeran are doing throughout this video is they're portraying different scenes from movies. You also have random stuff here. This very Hitchcock kind of bird shot with uh, Sheeran in this glass cage, so shattered glass. Very important kind of monarch kind of symbol to symbolism going on there. Um, and then people can see this as it, as it comes up, or you can see this as this, as it comes up, William, but some of the things in here are, um, are like the shots from the Martian or things like that. But, oh, this, this actually, uh, if William, if you go back to the edible Ed shot that you were just at, um, a little bit ago, oh, yeah. that, yeah, this might be the creepiest scene here. So it's nothing but pop culture references for the most part. So Scott and Sheeran, entertainment industry guys getting lost in pop culture, but then you basically have this shot here, this kind of creepy infomercial with like a, with a very fake looking version of Ed with this exaggerated hair. And then there's, uh, there, there's info on the screen that says basically this is, this is a uh, chocolate Ed or something like that. You have a telephone number, 555 eat Ed 40. And you have these women just kind of fighting over him as he just kind of looks dead eyed. And then it zooms into him in the music video and he just mouths the words, uh, help me. And so it's just really, really creepy because you see these things. I've pointed this out sometimes when I've analyzed other videos, like some Bring Me the Horizon stuff, and there are plenty of other examples, but you get these little cries for help uh, from these guys that we would call uh, uh, IMSAs, Illuminati mind slave artists. And so at the very end of that segment, you have something about um, like baked Travis is the next thing for sale. So they're Travis Scott and Sharon being the fake versions of them being sold to be eaten. Uh, really, really creepy. And then otherwise in the video, you have stuff about, um, uh, you have uh, space kind of references, uh, like the Ridley Scott movie, The Martian. And I think that that'll be coming up, but you basically have uh, Travis Scott 
in that role, and his, his head explodes, scanner style, so destruction of the head, kind of destruction of the self, identity, the soul, all of these things. Um, and then even with some of the lyrics are, are probably worth thinking about. Unremarkable for the most part, but things. Uh, but the idea is that this is all about being antisocial in the sense of there's celebrities who want to be left alone. They don't want people... Oh, really creepy shot in terms of um, uh, Travis Scott as like an Edward Scissorhands dentist just reaching into people's mouths with his scissor hands. So the whole dent weird spooky dentistry thing is is really quite terrifying in my estimation. Um, you have several shots, uh, several shots of that. Uh, and yeah, with the, the there's a lot of kind of space and astronomy references throughout a lot of Sheeran's imagery. So the Martian thing also also makes sense. But uh, yeah, they're basically saying uh, this is a song about, oh, they just want to be left alone as celebrities. So lines like, I've been down, give me some space. You don't know what's in my brain. Music loud, easing my pain. Um, but then as usual, it's pretty easy to pick out within the context of the general spookiness of Sharon and Scott, some, uh, some more esoteric themes there uh, in terms of what's actually going on in the hidden lives of these celebrities. In what sense are they antisocial? You don't know what's in my brain. Could have some pretty sinister significance later in the song i think it's scott who sings lost in inner space hennessy's drowning all my issues and the word drown is repeated so drowning really big important motif with a lot of this 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 kind of symbolism won't let nothing come in between me and the night is another line yeah. and so that in context of thinking about like the bad habits video the 09a stuff being transformed into the night so i just think this is a very very creepy video and just the fact that it's almost entirely composed of either pop culture references, again, Martian, Kill Bill, The Mask, lots of other stuff um, with the dentistry, the weird torturous dentistry thing, the head exploding in space, birds, glass shattering. It's really all there. Wow, yeah. And this guy, like, heavy-duty occultism, a lot of his stuff is, like, he's got occult lyrics in his songs and like i think even after the whole thing that went down at astro world which was covered with smiley faces and stuff like that but i think he went out like the full consumerist he went out to dinner with drake or something and blew off steam like incredibly man he didn't go home and you know say oh sorry this was a horror show but um it's kind of like you see how these guys are really are into like commercials and stuff like that really something else. yeah 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 absolutely no it's uh <laughs> it's a different kind of person who does these things and then at the very end of the, the music video you have uh it's interesting it's kind of like a subtle pop culture uh, or like um like a pulp fiction reference with them in the diner but just, yeah. uh, you see ed sheeran wearing a shirt where it's uh as far as i can tell it's uh it's like a it's white shirt with an orange skull with a white hand on it that says don't touch me um and don't touch me is the main lyric repeated throughout the song and i think this this should probably like custom for the video so Again, just uh, it's interesting just to think about all of what's being implied there. Antisocial, don't touch me. Uh, you don't know what's going on in my brain. Sheeran saying, help me in the middle of the video. So combination of kind of psychological terrorism with cries for help. Yeah, no, it's all like mind control stuff. All kind of that world. I mean, he, there is definitely a theme with Sheeran. I mean, I think it's become very clear to me through your research. It definitely... Yeah, this kind of strange new world order, MK Ultra, occult mix, just this whole melange of ideas and stuff. It's really something else. Yeah. Throw in some celebrity. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what do you want to go through Bieber's now, or should we go to a different one? Yeah, let's look at the one with uh, the song I Don't Care with Justin Bieber. That's a, uh, that, yeah, that's a really creepy one as well. Yeah. So what's he doing? He's like in some kind of heavy duty. Um, oh. So now he's got the animal mask and stuff. Yeah, a panda one in particular, which has some pretty, uh, pretty disturbing uh, um, symbolic significance to that as well. Uh, but then, yeah, it's interesting the the kind of a fancy event at the beginning, so signifying all the wealth and power, and then it immediately devolves into this insane, just psychedelic madness. There's these garish colors, and um, and yeah, I think it's Ed is wearing like a panda suit. And then, uh, then uh, Bieber is in, I just think, a different bear costume, but then the really creepy blobby rainbows and stuff. Like, it's again, this is one that I said before uh, we were on, Mike, that, um, that, uh, that it's almost too surreal to analyze because there's too much stuff being thrown against the wall and the disorientation is the point. We have more space imagery, more astronaut stuff, just like we had in the last video. 
Uh, but you have UFOs all over the place. You have single eyes all over the place. Panda, so, rainbow, yeah. Yep, all, bear, all rainbow. Yeah, teddy bear. Like that teddy yeah. bear imagery is very important, yeah. Right, right. And I think this video was one that was maybe also, I think this was directed as well. Is this another David Myers one? I might have to have to have to look that up. Um, it's uh, the the guy who directed the Bad Habits video. Can you check the description and see if it see. see if it says? Um, I don't care. Let me see. Yeah, just because you have a lot of around Sheeran people, people who tend to uh, direct these music videos tend to have a lot of other related to suspicious stuff around them. Um, yeah, let's see. let's see. Trippy Good Time and the I Don't Care video. Let's see. Oh, no, this was so this was a directed actually. So this wasn't a Myers one. This is a directed by a guy called Emil Nava. Um, and uh, he, a lot of his work is very, very, uh, very, very Illuminati in terms of the symbolism. There's another one worth pulling up from him, uh, an older song uh, from, uh, from uh, Sheeran called Lego House. And this one is not nearly as overtly uh, surreal or psychedelic, but it goes back to some of these uh, celebrity and fame themes that we were thinking about. So if you look at this, so if you look at this one, so this is this is I think a 2011 song. So this is much earlier in his career, uh, but it's Rupert Grint of Harry Potter fame, uh, who is seeming like through most of the video as if he is playing ed sheeran that's what's implied and he's made to look very very similar to ed uh throughout the video uh but then basically the whole thing is it's building to a plot twist where um toward the end of the video uh when he he gets on stage and he's cheered for by the fans who think he's sheeran he gets tackled by security and you find out oh no this is not ed sheeran this is an obsessed fan who's trying to make himself look as much like Sheeran as possible. And then it kind of goes back through the different sequences and you realize, oh, he's broken into Sheeran's uh, tour van and, um, and, and, and all of this kind of stuff. And there's some really creepy, and there's uh, like a lot of mirrors in the video where you can tell he's trying to make himself uh, look as much like Sheeran as possible. So, so the whole kind of idea of sacrificing yourself to celebrity, projecting your your worth, your meaning, your identity into kind of the soulless demonic matrix of pop culture uh, with this kind of projecting all of your life into that of whatever celebrity you're obsessed with. And then if you go towards the end of the video, I think that there is a particularly creepy shot, if I'm remembering this one correctly, where there's um, where he's surrounded by uh, by, I think, mannequins or faces that have uh that have um smiley faces with x's for eyes on them or something like that it's uh it's yes yeah, that's somewhere in the video um might be this sequence that you've got right there but yeah you've got the mannequins then you've got one in particular i think that might be just shown briefly but i i did i did spot it where you've got um where you have uh the eyes crossed out with x's smiley face at one point um there it is yep there you go there, right there. So very, very similar to what much later you get with the Bad Habits uh, performances, where it's like all these balloons with smiley faces right. on them. So this is much earlier than that, but prefiguring all of that symbolism. Right. This is the very beginning of his career. So that's yes. really something else. Like, I think that he really started 2012, maybe. Something yeah. Right. yeah. So it really goes to show that very early on, uh, this idea of, Sheeran being a, a mega celebrity, Sheeran being somebody who's famous and people are obsessed with him is being incepted because that's what this video right. is doing. It's telling you, oh, this is somebody that, uh, that, that people love so much. They're obsessed with him. Aren't you obsessed with him? These are all the ideas that people are just being conditioned with through this story of a fan being obsessed. And, with, uh, and this goes into, we've connected Sheeran in other ways in these conversations to what Brett and I call the Joker cycle, this uh, the, this really strange feedback loop between spectacular crime, often ones involving uh, obsession with fame and celebrity, with media that has to do with kind of the Joker archetype. And we know from um, the same album that Bad Habits is on, Sheeran calls himself the Joker uh, in, in his song Joker and the Queen. So, And then in the Bad Habits video that we've talked about before, there's explicit kind of Joker imagery that kind of mirrors the Joaquin Phoenix movie. So you have all of that going on. Um, 
but uh, but basically, what's going on here, I think, is the idea of uh, the idea of uh, the idea of crime, the idea of people acting out uh, with these in, uh, because of their worship of celebrities, and that being used to just continue this feedback loop, getting people obsessed with the obsession. You have these things like with um, with John Hinckley Jr. and Taxi Driver, Mark David Chapman, John Lennon, like all this stuff that's uh, that have these very uh, particular deep political, parapolitical connections uh, that Brett and I, especially Brett, have talked about a lot on our show over the last year, but all of, uh, of, all kind of revolves around this idea of these particular celebrities who fit in in different ways to the Joker archetype. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So they they were working on him as a sub superstar from the beginning, probably. Um, it's yeah. interesting yeah. because much more recently, I think at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, he, um, Sheeran performed with Eminem. Uh, was Sheeran doing the chorus for the song uh, Stan, which is one of Eminem's most famous songs ever. Eminem, of course, being a at the same level of mega, mega, mega celebrity as a musician as Sheeran. Um, but the, but Stan basically all being about celebrity obsession. It's wow. uh, it's, it's Eminem uh, uh, being uh, creating the song where it's a fan who's super obsessed. With Eminem, and then of course you have Eminem uh, fans being obsessed with that song about obsession, just the loops and loops and loops and loops. So very, very, very similar themes in 2022 to this song, this iconic Eminem song that Sheeran is on this performance for, that over a decade earlier was being incepted into Sheeran fandom. Incredible. They're they're good. They're smart. They they're very smart. They're very yeah. smart. Diabolical, yeah. but it is clever. It is clever. And then you you, you have some other Sheeran Eminem collaborations that aren't particularly important, uh, as far as I can tell, in terms of the lyrics or content of those songs. Uh, but you know, with some of those uh, those tracks, like one where it's Eminem or Fifty Cent, uh, just doing kind of like a degenerate like party song with Sheeran, you can really get the idea of Sheeran being uh, initiated or inducted into this this class of hyper celebrity from these older figures within the music industry who have, who have that same status. So again, more synthetic uh, aspects to the whole celebrity dynamic going on here. Um, and yeah, let's see. Um, yeah. This, but this guy Nava who directed the Lego house music video and the Bieber one uh, interesting guy. Uh, he's done a lot of other music videos that I find some pretty disturbing imagery in he's talked about um the influence on his life the trauma of having a schizophrenic father and how that kind of shaped his artistic sensibility and he's really into transcendental me meditation and stuff like that um but he's oh uh, look up the music video for this isn't sheeran but it's the same director as these last couple music videos the song uh price tag i think by jesse J uh has got some pretty creepy stuff in it from the same director yeah nava that's the it's uh What's his name? His full name is Jake Nava, right? Is that what he said? Just um, it, it's like it's um, his first name is E M I L, uh, so like Emil Nava uh, is, but he's um, yeah. So this this video for for Jesse J price tag starts out this uh, this dismembered teddy bear with one eye, the other one with an X over it, and uh, it just basically stays that weird from here. Um, you have uh, ballerina imagery, so more monarch stuff throughout this. I don't know much about this artist, Jesse J, other than watching a couple videos that this guy Nava has done. Uh, there's jewelry box stuff, um, Pinocchio stuff, dollhouse stuff. Uh, later on, there's a glass doll with a head partially missing. So uh, <laughs> just the creepy ballerina stuff just, just shows that this is, uh, this is total monarch in some material. Nava seems to be, uh, you know, he's less prolific uh, uh, to my memory. Uh, but the same thing as this guy, uh, this guy Myers, who did the Bad Habits music video. I think, I think Brett referred to him as an Illuminati hack <laughs> when we were on here doing our first year in conversation. And I think that that, that applies here as well. Yeah, the marionette, all that stuff. Yeah. So all the marionette, yep, yep, all the puppet stuff. Very, very blatant. Yeah. And then this, uh, this guy did some other, um, some other similar. Dollhouse, yeah. This is one that stood out the most to me. Yeah. Let's see. What else? Um, but yeah, this is Myers um, thinking about the Bad Habits music video, which you you recently did an extended uh, thread about that on Twitter, kind of expanded on some of it. We had already talked about that. But um, I actually I got a compliment from an ONA member said, hey, this is really good. <laughs> so you did your really? homework. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, wow, this is really good. Okay, well, there you so, go. There you go. Know, I wasn't sure that would, uh, would want to claim Ed or not. Um, but, yeah, that, that makes sense. But like I said, maybe you can look this up. Myers did uh, a, a music video for a song called Alice by Avril Lavigne. So this was this was over ten years ago, and it was for I think a Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland adaptation. And um, it's yeah, so White Rabbit at the start. I mean, it's all Alice in Wonderland stuff. So all the you were talking earlier before we started the the Lewis Carroll stuff, um, all the mo the major. Ma it's obviously along with Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland is maybe the most important uh, kind of cultural touchstone for monarch symbolism. Um, so it's no surprise that you have Myers doing this video. In this one, as soon as Alice tumbles down the rabbit hole, she's wearing a black dress for the rest of the video. Um, so very, a very kind of dark aesthetic uh, with, the, with the natural Alice in Wonderland stuff that you have going on for the rest of it. And I think the first lyrics that you hear in the song are tripping out, spinning around. So uh, not a whole lot that jumped out at me, but that really did. Uh, tripping out, obviously, uh, obvious connotations. Spinning, huge monarch mind control trope. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Myers is, it's very clear. It's very clear what he is in my mind. And he's also, he's done Britney Spears music videos. She's a really paradigmatic Imza. Uh, she did the bad guy music video for Billie Eilish. And I can, I hate to think about what's been done to that, uh, to that poor girl. So some really, really sinister stuff here. Um, in, uh, in addition to, in addition to bad habits. And I think he might have also done the Shivers music video um, for another Ed Sheeran song. That's maybe, unless you have anything else you want to say about this Alice in Wonderland one. Well, it's just like the, you saw the butterfly there and like yep. the rabbit yep. and the white rabbit. We kind of talked, and there's like the Joker theme. I was like, is that Johnny Depp? I don't know. But they yeah, have, like, it actually is, but it's it's referencing the the, the film. Um, this is made for the uh, film. Made that, for the film. that makes perfect sense. Yeah, this guy's yep. played all kinds of chaos magic you know figures and roles in all of his films those are the ones he takes actually yeah <laughs> yeah um, yep. yeah so but yeah but i mean we were talking in the pre-show about the white rabbit the symbolism of the white rabbit and how it ties into the trickster i mean literally like that's what i got lifted this paragraph saying the white rabbit is also sometimes associated with the concept of the trickster mischievous and often transformative figure found in many mythologies and belief systems so in the context text, the white rabbit may represent the power of deception, transformation, and illusion. And you see that in a lot in the Balenciaga things and a lot. It's actually seeded through the culture, videos, and kind of high fashion stuff like that, this white rabbit, which is also associated with the goddess of the moon. So you've got the moon tie-in, you've got the trickster tie-in, and you have Lewis Carroll's Alice in Metro's Wonderland, which some people I think have done really thorough investigation into Lewis Carroll. And he gave like, a, I mean, I, I don't know if they called him an outright pedophile, but they, you know, was like interested in this. He got inspiration from this one little girl. And that was kind of, I think that he read her the story. So it was kind of like the, the Alice in Wonderland has this whole subtext and theme of this inappropriate relationship between Carroll. It's not his real name. That's his, uh, isn't pseudonym, but uh, and some young yeah. girl. But there's more to that story. That's a whole nother uh, rabbit hole, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carol's <laughs> certainly a very disturbing, disturbing person, no matter how you slice it. Um, yeah, but so that's all. That's all. That's all the thing we could get into. But the uh, the shiver. Yeah, sh look up the video for Shivers by Ed Sheeran. Shivers. That's uh, that's also the same the same director that I've been talking about. And um, I mean, at a certain point, it, it feels almost gratuitous just to point out the monarch symbolism and stuff just because it's so prevalent, but, uh, but it's perhaps worth doing as an exercise. So yeah, it starts out kind of another, uh, another diner scene immediately. Yeah, he loves the diners. He loves the diners. He loves like the, the normalcy of the diner, right? Yes, yes. But that's uh, the, notice that the very first thing you see in the video is the camera zooms in and it shatters glass over top of the image of Sheeran. So the, the fractured psyche right off the bat right. and then this is another video that some of this stuff is just so bizarre that it's hard to figure out exactly what they're going for so again the totally random train the train kind of with a face on it their hair blowing um and so there's a lot so it's it's hard to parse exactly it's like a what children's children's book it reminds me of a, a children's book 
Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of a very corrupt, dark seeming version of that kind of fantastical children's uh, style. But then you have the zoom in to Ed's eye and you have the kind of him in the Elton John outfit with the, the kind of psychedelic background. Um, and then, yeah, just this weird storyline. So you'll see him, he's texting, uh, he's texting the, the, the woman in the video is played by the actress Anna Sophia Robb. Um, and then at a certain point coming up here in the video, uh, he, he seems to die while she's, uh, while she's replying and he's desperately waiting. Yeah. His eye just goes weird and he collapses and he wakes up in a, in a morgue in the slab and then she pulls him out. So the, again, the, the, the thing, the violence to the, to one of the eyes, uh, the death and rebirth stuff, same thing happened to zoom into her eye with her wearing a similar outfit, same kind of fractal background there. So that's all really strange stuff. But then the weirdest part of the video, one of the biggest tip-offs by far is that you'll um, is that they find themselves in a hotel called the Birdcage. Birdcage, oh, wow. another huge monarch trope. Again, they're not being subtle about this. So many people are seeing these videos, have no idea what's going on. Uh, but yeah, it's called the Birdcage. They're in there. There's all these other birds with them. Um, and uh, then there's a weird sequence at the end of the video that I, I don't know what they're going for. They're like accosted by some kind of gang that she ends up fighting. And at the end of the video, they're all struck by some kind of blue lightning together as they're all jumping into the air. It's really weird. So the birdcage thing is, um, is I think the biggest tip off to the obvious monarch material. I don't know too much about Anna Sophia Robb, but you know, she's a, a child actress, child model. So uh, child actress and model. So it's, um, uh, some clues that there could be uh, that there could be some of the same suspicious patterns. Uh, early roles are like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Spy School, Bridge to Terabithia. So yeah, you know, I don't want to make any strong claims about her career, but just with a couple of those things, uh, wouldn't surprise me if she was another uh, magnet for this kind of weird uh, weird material, especially that she shows up here in this context with um, this context with Sharon. Oh, well, this is all of his videos are full of this stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's so many of his videos, and almost all of them have this have this odd stuff. I would say, yeah, if you want to see it, this end. I don't know what you make of this in this this end of this video here, but they're just kind of attacked. She ends up fighting them, and then that there's some kind of weird blue energy that uh, that 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 just strikes them all at the very end. Yeah, they end up in uh, in in a knight costume, so the kind of whimsy, fantastical, childlike stuff, but in a way that seems very dark in the context of, uh, of everything that's going on. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the kind of prevalence of this whole, uh, the empty booth, interesting, like they're empty, um, of these diners in his videos are off the charts. I didn't know. They're all over. Yeah. The yeah. Diners show up in, uh, in yeah. several of them. Um, one that does not have a diner that I, I'm, I'm going to be interested in your impression of is for a song two step. That's the number two in the word step as one word. Um, and this one is fascinating for a couple reasons. So it's with the artist Lil Baby, who I don't know much, uh, much about, but this was filmed in Kiev in Ukraine um, oh, wow. shortly before the conflict breaks out. So this is another topic that I'm going to probably as a bonus episode for Cyber Cinema patrons uh, put up soon about music videos filmed in Ukraine shortly before the conflict of which this is one of them. And then there are several others, including from our friends in Bring Me the Horizon. So I'm still doing research for that. So I won't get into all of that, but this is, but this is filmed in Ukraine shortly before a conflict starts. Uh, Sheeran, as any celebrity of his stature has to be as a major booster for the very standard Western NATO line about, uh, about Ukraine and everything, which I think is very important considering some of the stuff that in our conversation with Theodore on your show, the former Adam Waffen member, what we know about Adam Waffen, which is of course infiltrated by 09A Temple of Blood stuff, that those guys were all really, really into Ukrainian nationalism and Azov Battalion. So this kind of satanic, pagan uh, mixture yes. of these weird kind of nationalisms, that's all lurking in the background. And then Sheeran, who has all this 09A symbolism, ends up doing this weird sci-fi kind of themed video uh, in Ukraine, in Kiev in particular, just so soon towards this massive geopolitical event. And so you have all this stuff of, you have duplicates of people, you have people disappearing into each other, walking backwards to so time reversal stuff. You have uh, strange shots of the city to where it almost looks kind of like Inception um, in terms of just the, this, the kind of the urban city distortion. All of this is at night, a lot of clear shots of the moon. So that could be tying back into the white rabbit stuff. 
Um, so just the no real clear clear theme here, just kind of the strange space-time distortion. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's a line early in the song about uh, disappear into the ether uh, from Sheeran or something, something along those lines. So that's possibly significant in the context of all these things. But this video gets released uh, with this title card beforehand talking about uh, Sheeran's support for Ukraine and raising money and the devastating acts of violence and all this stuff. So again, in the context of the 09A stuff, the Adamoff and stuff, the Azov Battalion stuff, like I think that there's some, you could say, uh, uh, Black Sun Empire <laughs> kind of uh, Nazi NATO right. ritualism going on uh, going on here, especially when you consider that over the last year, think of uh, the, the, there's articles written saying about the prevalence of sightings of UFOs around Kiev uh, in recent history. So uh, I, I, I think that when it comes to the UFO PSYOP, there is a spiritual component. There is, uh, I think, a, a demonic component. There's also, I think, a, a crypto tech component, which is really large in terms of just forms of technology hidden from the public. But the fact that you have Sheeran doing this bizarre sci-fi video so close to, so close to uh, the, the conflict starting uh, suggests to me that, well, with all the UFO stuff in Ukraine as well, that, that could be related in a creepy elite ritualistic kind of way. Right, and this was filmed one month after he filmed Bad Habits. So you see the same nighttime theme and the moon, uh, occulting the moon, right? He just occulted it right there. Incredible. Yes, yes, yes. And it's a big production. If these are all real uh, extras, this is like 1,000 people. So they, they, they didn't spare any expense. I don't know if these are real or not, but. Right, right. Incredible. And I think I mentioned when uh, we were on here last time talking about Fight Club, we were talking about Jared Leto a little bit. So I mentioned some of the similar things with him that uh, as early back as 2014, he was talking about uh, kind of CIA, NATO approved, uh, you know, uh, uh, celebrity ideological messages about Ukraine stuff. And you see him wearing kind of the Black Sun T-shirt at one point, Leto, that is, who, uh, you know, who, um, and so that has some of the same uh, uh, occultic connotations as we get with Azov guys and stuff like that so uh there's a sheeran at one point he performed bad habits as part of the what was called the concert for ukraine which was kind of like a major celebrity fundraising thing i think sheeran is probably the biggest profile celebrity amongst the performers which makes sense given just again his just absolute mega mega stature um but in that one it's some of the same things um and then that live performance some of the same things where uh, the nighttime theme, there's a large planet on the screen behind him. Uh, the, some of the, the same, the, the kind of bright colors that evoke the super bright colored uh, suit that, uh, that Sharon has, I think in the Bad Habits video. And um, you have the smiley face balloons that are in this performance actually made to, uh, yeah, you might have to jump around a little bit to find I it. Find it yeah. um, but it is, uh, it, yeah, it, it is in here in this video you're looking at, but you have the smiley faces are made to look like vampires in particular, which I don't remember if they are in the other performances, but you have the vampire fangs um, with, um, yeah, just with the, um, with, 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 with the smiley face balloons. And then you have this large planet behind him that with the moon going through, uh, going through a, a, a full lunar cycle. Uh, right. So you have the, so yeah, I didn't know quite what to make of the moon thing. The connection to trickster stuff, white rabbit stuff might explain, might explain that. Um, but you have this kind of, um, yeah, the space imagery, like I said, in a lot of, a lot of Sheeran material. Um, yeah, let's see. I wow, think just expo- it, they're just exposing part. all these people to this stuff. It's incredible. Right, right. I mean, and that's the whole, that's the whole sinister aspect of it. That's the psyop is that like, it's just a fun pop song, but man, the, the meaning is so like they got the lyrics right. There's the moon, yeah. And there's the smiley yeah. face. Yep, and moon, the, smiley face. Lyrics, the concepts, the symbolism, it's all first rate like distillation of ONA, O9A ideology. Yes. Very much is. And um at the uh uh at, at the loop station that Sharon is performing at, you have kind of an infinity symbol. It's kind of like it, it is very, very subtle, just caught my eye. Um, uh, probably even hard to see in the video just because of the, the Ouroboro kind of stuff, which is obviously playing off of just the word loop. Uh, but given the occultic significance kind of for the kind of monism, pantheism, infinitely trapped in cycles kind of idea behind a lot of these worldviews, even just kind of seeing that little infinity sign uh, in, a, in a few shots 
uh, caught my eye. And also, uh, so Sheeran comes back on stage later in the same performance to perform the song Bam Bam with Camelia Cabello, who I, I think, William, you had sent me, um, right. I think you had sent me on Twitter not long ago, something about the music video uh, for Bam Bam, which is the, so this is the debut of this collaboration between Cabello and Sheeran uh, is the is them performing this song together for this concert for Ukraine, and then in the music video, uh, the music video itself, I wasn't able to find too much esoteric symbolism, but I think that um, Mia Barnes, the director of that one, you had sent me a couple things on her. Um, I think it might have been a smiley face or a butterfly that you had caught yeah, in there. Yeah, smiley face. Yeah, yeah. They're in there. There's a couple in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is so this concert for Ukraine. Uh, is also the debut of the Bam Bam video, which you, again you see some of those, some of those same things, some of those same things there. And I think that that one was directed by yeah Mia Barnes, who has um, some pretty uh, so she hasn't done as many music videos as some of these other directors we've talked about. Uh, but she did a really I noticed a really creepy one for the song uh, Body Better by Maisie Peters. Maybe you wanna you wanna look that one up because Peters is somebody who she is on Sheeran's label, uh, so she's closely associated. Sheeran, and so the, she's putting out. This woman is putting out an album called The Good Witch, where she's putting out on her Instagram tarot images for each song, and oh, wow. then this video, really creepy, this kind of deranged kind of tea party princess stuff, but in a graveyard and. Um, she ends up smearing cake all over her dress in a way that's meant to look like blood. She and these other women are like stabbing these voodoo dolls throughout. And uh, you know, when I talk about the the rise of the, the the dark goddess, you know, I bring up all these times about in pop culture the glorification of unrestrained, ferocious, hysterical feminine sexuality and violence and all these things. And when you look at the the um, uh, the video of this uh, artist, Peters. Uh, talking about her and the director, the same director of the Bam Bam video, their vision for the song, she's just straight up like, oh yeah, this is about trauma, this is about hysteria, this is about feminine rage, all these things being glorified. So this isn't an Ed Sheeran song, but both the video director and the artist are associated with Sheeran. Um, and uh, I think Sheeran did backing vocals for one of this artist's uh, other tracks, which is called Psycho, appropriately enough. So you see Sheeran kind of branching out and uh, and platforming these other artists who have these themes. And it makes sense too, because ultimately my thesis is that the Joker is here to kind of make room for the dark goddess. I've said that on many episodes. So the fact you have kind of a, uh, a certain version of the Joker figure, Sheeran, um, and ending up kind of putting this woman on his label. I mean, just look at how disturbing that is with uh, the kind of look of the blood smear stuff. Right, on it just the gets album. worse and worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very creepy stuff. So that's that woman Mia Barnes who did the video for Bam Bam where you, you see the I think in one other of her videos I saw butterfly smiley face so again very very pointed what's going there. on here in the information yeah it's all over the place you can just trace it all and then we can do eyes closed I mean do you have what uh, have we covered most of the stuff I mean is there anything else you want to add? yeah well, I guess one other thing I would mention is that uh it's I I have to wonder if, about some stuff with Sharon's uh, personal life uh, in terms of so his kids and the weird names that they have. So we've you know so I've mentioned about the space imagery and all of this stuff. And uh, so his first daughter with his wife Cherry Seaborn uh, is um, is named. They named the first daughter Lyra Antarctica. And uh, this daughter was conceived in a trip to Antarctica. And so they're talking about the significance for them of that continent. So Lyra, so the constellation, so kind of a lot of the, the stellar magic kind of um, like connotations to what could be going on there. Obviously, Sharon is very interested in this kind of, on the same estate in Suffolk as he has the weird inter, like kind of druidic theme, like style, right. uh, interreligious uh, chapel that he built for himself. He has, uh, he has kind of like his own uh, stargazing station where he talked about there. Uh, one night that the planet Jupiter was visible, he and his wife Cherry conceived their second daughter, who they just named Jupiter. So you have Lyra, Antarctica, and Jupiter, both of which they've publicly talked about were named one for the conception on the continent of Antarctica, and two because Jupiter was visible in the sky. So I know different people in the kind of conspiracy or parapolitics worlds have different takes on what's going on with the Antarctica and what's go what uh, in a paranormal 
or a conspiratorial way could be happening there. I know there are different different takes. I'm not going to put forward a definitive opinion, but just to say, um, I think that there's some kind of strange ritualism going on there with the one daughter being named Lyra Antarctica and the other being named Jupiter. Yeah, it's odd. I mean, it's definitely not the uh, Western uh, Christian traditional names, right? Those are kind of Hollywoodized, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what right. you want to call them. Right, yeah. right. It gets more and more curious the more you study that guy. It gets worse and worse. I mean, it's not good. And this whole yeah. thing you were talking about in your Patreon thing about Drown and Bring Me the Horizon. And then, like, here's more of the same theme that starts off this video, eyes closed, he's drowning. But then yes. it's the normalcy. Like, a, just a dude, English guy, walking to the pub. It says bar. I'm lonely. I got my eyes closed, which is also strange, kind of occulted. Like, these mm -hmm. other people aren't open to the light, you know what I mean? And right. then this weird, like stuffed animal big stuffed animals walking around and then you go and th these weird symbolism here's the white rabbit or the white uh cat or something under the moon that the crescent moon so you've got moon phases and then later this smiley face shows up in this weirdest place but then it's like okay he's back at the diner somewhere i think there's a diner shop in here yeah he's at eating at mm -hmm. the chip shop drinking more thing follows him around and where's the smiley face? It's in here or something. I don't know what this other thing behind his head is, but if that's a sphinx like that, you're on a different level. But uh, <laughs> let me see if I can find this. This uh, He's in his car. There's this thing following him. And then it's following other people around. And then he walks to the river. Like he's yes. compelled after drinking all night to walk to the river. Like it's some kind of... SFK and that shot that we just there, but kind of zooming in on him. It's like the eye of one of these creatures uh, and Sharon being contained in it. So like uh, ostensibly, again, they always have this very um, mundane sounding meaning. And this one is apparently about grief. You know, Sheeran apparently having lost a close friend in the year before. This is like, the, oh, the song is all about him carrying his grief around. But then you have these total non sequiturs. Like you said, the yeah. car crash at the beginning, the car with the shattered glass floating in the water with him drowning. Again, drowning is just something that comes up over and over and over again um, with these... Um, uh, with this kind of symbolism, car crashes, I suspect also being used similar thing in terms of the destruction of the psyche and all of that. But yeah, you just have him underwater at the beginning. And then you just have him being followed around by these creepy creatures. Again, the same combination of the childlike with it being kind of a stuffed animal with it being terrifying because you have the mental illness connotation only toward the end. You see that there's other people uh, being followed as well. Like I said, the shot where it zooms in as if an eye is, uh, is, is kind of zeroing in on Sheeran. So uh, Sheeran might say this is all about grief. I think that there's something more sinister going on. I agree. I totally agree. And here's the one shot. So you have this weird smiley face neon in a very strange place to have anything neon. And then possibly a dragon or possibly a sphinx. I don't know what it is. And maybe that's the thing up there on the top is some kind of sphinx. I don't know if it is. Then that's pretty intense, like uh, iconography. But all kind of normal stuff, but just weird subtext. And somebody said it could be like this uh, the creature from the Book of the Dead. Like these are symbolic of like some god. I forgot which is the name. But let me see if I can find it. Which is a stretch. I get it. But it still is kind of strange. It's yeah, it could be a stretch, <laughs> but in the context of all of this other data, it's probably right. Worth, right, worth like it's in it's in the context of everything else. Let's see if I can right, right, yeah. Um, let's see a couple other things uh, maybe worth mentioning before uh, before we sign off here. Um, so I think that his uh, uh, the fact that he is often shown wearing clothing from I guess a line called a uh, called hoax is interesting, uh, you, so you see him a lot. Like I was watching the trailer for this Disney Plus documentary series about him that's I guess coming out soon. And then in one of the shots you have him just like with a hat on that says hoax. And apparently that's a British clothing line that he's a big booster of. So maybe subliminal stuff is keeping people off to the synthetic illusory nature of Sheeran as a person, uh, as a celebrity symbol, all these things, hoax, you know, contenting uh, lies and illusions, stuff like that. Just as just a suggestion, but also I think the, the the way that things like this upcoming Disney Plus series they portray him, where it's all about wow, this guy who had a stutter as a kid and he's short and he's a redhead, all these things. It's so unlikely that he would be able to be a superstar. Isn't it amazing? And he's just like you and all this stuff. And then Sheeran talks with this upcoming album, Subtract, 
um, which uh, it's that um, it's that same woman who directed those last couple of videos we talked about who did the album teaser for that one. Sheeran is saying about, oh, I, I, I went through so much grief with these other things, with these, with losing this friend, which uh, his wife had a tumor removed. Uh, he, uh, he had that he had a, a, a lawsuit against him, all this kind of stuff. And he said, I just had to write music about it to process my process, my grief. And there's just something so, I mean, for some of these things that he's suffered, like I, I, I'm not saying there's not a real component to that, or that as a fellow human being, my heart doesn't go out to him for the extent to which these things are, are, are genuine occurrences, but something about the, oh, I wrote this album because I need to get stuff off my chest as if like his entire life wasn't already based on his music. And as a public figure that people are constantly thinking about, he's constantly portraying himself to the public. The idea that like, oh, I just thought I would write some songs just to process some stuff. It's like, it's like, no, dude, I'm sorry. Maybe there's a real component to that, but this is your entire existence. You're not just a guy who decided to write down some music one day to think about some things and happen to release it. Like this is your existence is promoting these symbols, these lyrics right. to the public. Right. You're the you're the magician of all this stuff. You're the bringer right. of that. That's what Sharon is. And this is actually a recent promotional poster that was sent to me from the 27th of March, 2023. No more drowning water symbolism with right. Sharon open with his own smiley face tattoo showing. Oh, that, wow. Yeah. So that isn't something that was put on for this for this shoot. This is he already had a smiley face face tattoo, and you can look that up. You can look it up online. Like there's something like detailing Ed Sheeran's tattoos and stuff like that. This is literally within the last two weeks. Yeah. Off the charts. Yeah. So more yeah, drowning. And then somebody crazy. sent me this. And then, you know, you can take it or leave it. I, this is kind of a stretch. But it does. If you're in the context of uh, Eyes Closed, look at this God Med Jed, the bizarre afterlife, the God Med Jed. I know the name, the smiter among them, who belongs to the house of Osiris, who shoots with his eye. Yet is unseen. So it's like in that video, the lot you even just mentioned it. He shows the one eye looking down on Sheeran's character before he drowns or whatever. And it looks kind of like this weird god from the book of the dead who wow. nobody else sees. You know, they don't, nobody else notices these people falling. I don't know. And I guess Medjed is a character that's, you know, often in Japanese. Uh, culture or uh, cartoons or something like that. So you see this. I mean, this is just one article with all these Medjed references, but take right. it or leave it. Sure. Let's sure. see if I can find this. Where's the guy? So you just showed his eye, like at the very last sequence, it's his eye looking at. There it is. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I got to run. I got a hard stop. I got another um, interview to do on. It should be interesting, actually. It's on the guy who was a first person witness to the rape trial of Mike Tyson. So it should be pretty good. Oh, but wow. where can yeah, people, yeah. yeah, it should be good. Tom, where can people find your stuff? Uh, Syop Cinema, we're uh, at Cinema Syop on uh, Twitter, patreon.com slash Syop Cinema, Syop-Cinema.com. People can find all of our stuff, including our many very enjoyable, very fun conversations that we've had with you, William. So I, I, I mean, I've got more sheer notes to, to, you know, to do. I'm sure more stuff will come up so we can keep talking about this. Like yeah, I we'll said, we'll do a part two. We'll do a part two. For, for my patrons, I'll be putting out an episode very soon about music videos filmed in Ukraine within the last couple of years and Bring Me the Horizon shows up there as well. So I think people wow. will be interested in that. Wow, that's amazing. Tom of PSYOP Cinema. Thanks. I'll put a link to PSYOP Cinema podcast in my show notes so people can click through and see all your superb work. Thanks so much for your time. All right. Thanks, William. Always a pleasure. Right. Cool. Cheers.